Hello. Um, it's been a cool minute, actually. It's been about seven months again. Um, but yeah, welcome to at uh, my OTP podcast where I Olga read fanfic to you guys. So yeah, welcome to episode. 16 it's been a cool minute since our last update which was in october and now we're actually at the end of may oh my god so it's i'm leaning more towards eight months i guess but um a lot has happened i believe the last time i updated you guys i had left my previous like full not full-time but part-time but long-time job of like eight years and then just kept working full-time on my other job which I, I'm still there so that's good um I like what I do um yeah so I don't really know exactly like why I didn't update the podcast for long for long seeing as I had more time I think I just wasn't motivated to do anything I didn't find joy in a lot of things um I'm slowly trying to change that, but yeah, it, it doesn't help that we've seen so many changes in this world, like, COVID is still here, it's not as bad, or like, the cases aren't as big, we're actually, like, walking out, or walking around without masks, and some people still wear them, I just, depends for me, like, depending where I'm at. I'll wear a mask or not, but, um, yeah, there's been other sad and tragic events that have happened in the world, in the world, um, and, I mean, I wouldn't elaborate further, but seeing as it's, we're finally 2022, um, I'm pretty sure if you, like, look up events, you guys probably know what I'm talking about, but for those who are new here, welcome, I, I'm Olga, um, this is uh, it's my OTP podcast, and then I read fan fiction. I named it uh, it's my OTP because in fan fiction, OTP stands for one true pairing or like your favorite ship and stuff like that. So that's why, you know, like fangirling or like just showing that you like fan fiction, sometimes you'll be like, ah, like you're so excited, that kind of feeling. That's how I named this podcast. But yes. Um, I started this back in the end of 2019 after I would listen to a lot of podcasts. So I decided to make one and then in 2020 COVID hit. So then perfect. I ended up doing a lot of episodes for 2020. 2021 came around. Um, I was working double again and I had less time, so I only updated twice that year. So I guess 2021 doesn't really count. But 2022, I started re-listening to a podcast and have slowly started getting my motivation back. So this is where we are at this point in time. Um, I don't know exactly how long this episode's going to be, but I did find a couple of stories. So we're just gonna jump back in um the, for this episode it's going to be harry potter because it's something that i that i really really enjoy and like and as a millennial i never like I'm, it's kind of weird i've never really read fan fiction back 
then, like when it was really big back in like the 2000s. Um, one, I didn't have a computer, kind of poor, so um, yeah, I was never exposed to it. I mean, I knew like I used, I loved reading. I mean, I haven't had time to, but I should probably get back to that too. But um, yeah, I would read a lot of books, and then I would think about like, oh, what if the story would continue? What I wonder what they would do and stuff like that. So I never really got into it now, and then I stumbled upon it as an adult through podcasts, so yes, um, and I've read a few, like it hasn't been like here and there, but I really enjoyed listening to it, so I was like, oh, this is how I'm gonna help spread some positivity into the, into this world, into these times, and just as I wish that there was like many stories that I could listen to because then you're able to multitask you know um this is pretty much my main reason as to why I made this podcast um but yes we're just moving back and forth here man it's been such a long time that I can't even keep a nice focused train of thought this isn't scripted in any way so it does take me a couple takes sometimes, um, and a lot of editing, not on a computer because I don't have one, but like I record and edit as I go, um, all through my iPad, and I use the Anchor app for those that don't know. So yeah, for this episode, it's going to be two stories, um, I had found two earlier and it seemed to be from 2019 and 2018 and I thought that was like too recent so I decided to look for something that's like way older and I stumbled upon a few I chose to go with post Hogwarts so this is gonna be interesting um they're both came out in 2005 yeah so we're so it's gonna be two different artists actually. Um, so we'll just go ahead and start with the first one. It is called "There Was a Boy" by pa- by Paso, and it is complete. It is K plus. It's romance and drama. It's three K. It was. Published in 2005, it features Harry and Draco, it's post-Hogwarts. So, let's get into it. There was a boy, Paso. And then here's the blurb for the story. And it says, Complete. Harry is far from pleased to find himself required to work with Draco. He doesn't notice the other silence or his suffering. He finds that he's still attached to Ginny's memories, unwilling to let go, until something changes his mind. So, it's, I'm excited. <laughs> um, we know it's going to be Harry and Draco, and it seems like there's only one chapter. So, here we go. There was a boy, chapter one. There was a boy by Paso. There's an author notes here, so and it says, For the battlefields of slash quote challenge number 17, I wanted to get back to my roots here and write H slash D, so I guess that means Harry and Draco, with the feel of the first fix that I wrote. It's quite amazing to think that I've been writing fan fiction for three years, for having a majority of fix written during the 
pre-Order um, of the Phoenix and pre-Half-Blood Prince period, I must be officially an old author. Yikes, lol. And there's a quote here, it says, An innumerable host, many irrational men will swear, congregate around the ghost of a love no longer there. Bruised doll by as little as a lock. A look? Lock? I don't know. Harry Potter has spent his 17th birthday on the trail of a horcrux. Now he was almost 18 and he didn't feel any different. Certainly nothing much had changed. Voldemort was alive. He was separated from his friends due to different assignments. And he was still on the trail of a horcrux, albeit a different one from this time. A different one this time. Um, He had sacrificed much from his life, including his youth. He almost forgot how it felt to relax, to have fun, and to talk without care. But he had also killed the most Death Eaters, and for that, he felt satisfied and thought that was enough. And there was one change. Two, actually. Just last month, Severus Snape and Draco Malfoy had switched sides. Or rather, Snape had claimed that he had been working for the Order all along, but he had to spy on the Dark Lord and protect Draco at the same time which was why he pretended to be a Death Eater. So, I guess this is book, post book six? Or pre-book six? I don't know. Um, what Harry felt about Snape's return was of no consequence. He wasn't around to see the two at the time, and the supposedly wiser ones, meaning McGonagall, Lupin, and company, had made the decision to accept their explanation after a series of trials and much veritaserum, or so Harry hoped. Personally, he would have loved to interrogate Snape himself without wands or potions or any fancy stuff. Just fists. But he doubted if the others would let him. Anyway, it was out of his hands. Which brought Harry to where he was right now. Perhaps to appease him for not letting him partake in the decision making, they assigned him a partner. That was the second change. He no longer worked alone. Admittedly, he didn't like the idea, but there was little he could do about it without blatantly disobeying orders. And, as he prepared his bed, he shot a venomous look at his partner before turning in. If only we could afford separate rooms, he muttered under his breath. Did you say something? Draco Malfoy asked blandly from the other bed. He was already under the covers, tucked in with only his head peeking out of the covers. If he wasn't so hateful, Harry would have described him as endearing. He frowned at the sound of Draco's voice. I was complaining about the budget they allotted. We should have separate rooms. Well, then, I suppose you're stuck with me. The head disappeared under the green and red checkered comforter. Good night. Harry felt like strangling him. And I guess the passage of time. He expected it to be worse. For the most part, Draco was quite helpful, though he hated to admit it. He was also mostly quiet, unresponsive even to Harry's less subtle barbs. It was difficult and stressful enough to travel all over Europe to collect memories, to track down the last two horcruxes without having to worry about one's own partner. Until the time came that Harry got used to his presence and no longer felt like burning their shared rooms at the ends they stayed in.
stand. So then this um little rifle was like really big. I guess it's always been. And it's just interesting. Where was I? Okay. So I'll just read the last sentence. Until the time came that Harry got used to his presence and no longer felt like burning their shared rooms at the inns they stayed in. Don't touch that bag, he said sharply as Draco reached down for Harry's pack. I was just trying to help, Draco replied. He cocked his head and watched Harry curiously. You still don't trust me, do you? It's a little hard to trust someone like you, he replied curtly as he carefully checked the tiny bottles with the silver strands of memories before placing them in a padded box. Draco paled, but chose ignore the insult. Harry hoped that he felt the slightest twinge of guilt. Where are we going? Draco asked much later. It had been this way for the two weeks they'd been together. He just basically followed Harry wherever he went, sleeping in the same room, eating on the same table, but never talking. At least, not about the things that mattered. In a way, it relieved Draco. He was tired of carrying certain responsibilities. He stared out of the window listlessly, waiting for the other's answer. Back to Hogwarts. Harry waited for a reaction, and when he got none, he continued. I thought you'd be pleased. I am, Draco answered. He turned his head and glanced at Harry. For the first time in two weeks, there was an avid gleam in his eye. Or was it Harry's imagination? Are you... The Weasley girl will be there. Weasel? Weasley? Weasel girl. It's Weasley. Hearing him refer to Ginny as the Weasley girl brought back all of his hatred and dislike towards the old Draco. Perhaps he didn't really change, and he thought the year with Voldemort had taken the spirit out of him. Not bothering to reply, Harry grabbed his pack and walked out slamming the door behind him. Passage of time. The Slytherin was right about one thing. He was looking forward to seeing Ginny again. Of course. He was also apprehensive about their meeting. On the train ride, he rehearsed the lines he planned to say over and over, not even taking the time to eat and fill his fluttering stomach with solid food. He wondered how she looked now. He hadn't seen her for almost a year. If it wasn't for Draco, he wouldn't have known that she was assigned to work in Hogwarts as a volunteer assistant to the healers who tended the injured Aurors. Apparently, St. Mungo's was no longer safe for Voldemort's enemies. Harry, why are we traveling like Muggles? Draco whispered, bringing Harry back to the present. I can apparate. We're not licensed. As soon as the words were out, he realized how silly they were. Who cared about licenses now at this troubled time? They had apparated many times before. Draco seemed to have noticed his fox paws and was now looking at him with a puzzled expression. I meant, we'll be more difficult to trace this way, Harry added. The truth was he needed time to think about Ginny. If you say so, Draco said before looking away, 
He went back to staring at the passing scenery outside the window. For once, Harry wasn't annoyed to hear him speak. Thought, thought, thought. The first time he saw her again, he was amazed. Her hair was longer. She had grown taller. She remained the same. But there were little changes that made her more beautiful than he remembered her to be. She didn't see him. She was too busy holding hands with Dean Thomas to notice anyone else. Come, you're tired. McGonagall will want to see you as soon as she's free. Draco whispered. Well, let me do that again. I have to whisper, guys. Come, you're tired. McGonagall will want to see you as soon as she's free. Draco whispered. Harry didn't seem to hear, so Draco took his partner's hand and pulled him inside the castle, leaving the lovers to themselves outside, oblivious to the two young men who just arrived. He had an idea what Harry felt, but Draco could not help but feel a little envious, at least those who had something to live for. As for Harry, he barely registered the fact that it was the first time that Draco touched him. Thought, thought, thought. They had the rest of the night to themselves. It was the least they could be given after weeks of hard work. I loved her, you know, Harry whispered brokenly through the bottle of fire whiskey that stood between them like a wall. Through it, Draco seemed blurred, unreal. She was the first girl I ever loved. Do you still love her? Draco asked quietly. He was curious. He had never known any girl or woman this way. He was wondering how it would be for him when the time came. Perhaps he would be the one sitting in Harry's place, trying to forget with the help of another potent drink. Maybe he could be even worse. Harry slammed his fist on the table. Of course I do. Would I feel this bad if I didn't? His head landed near his head. His head landed near his hand, and he started snoring soon after. Draco shook his head and dragged him to bed. They were in the slithering dorms. Harry refused to see Dean or Ginny in his old rooms. Later, Harry dreamed of her. He saw her laughing, tilting her head the way she always did when she was happy, her hair shining in the sunlight. But mostly he saw her hands. Her fingers were caressing Dean slowly, slowly, until he could no longer take the pain of each stroke and he woke up. He blinked at the dim room and thought he saw Draco standing before him. The blonde boy was facing the mirror without his shirt on. Staring at the mirror, Harry thought there was something odd about his reflection. But the fire whiskey induced sleep claimed him again before he could ask Draco exactly what it was that he saw. The next day, Harry forgot all about the mirror as he prepared to leave. How long will you be gone? Draco asked, leaning on the bedpost in his green dressing gown. A week, maybe two. He glanced up at his partner, reading nothing in his blank expression. I don't mean to leave you like this, it's just that, he sighed. I need some time on my own. The work would do me good. 
Draco merely stared. Please understand. Why was he pleading? The last thing he wanted was to have a misplaced sense of gratitude towards a Malfoy. I can't stay in this place with her here. I do. Draco looked down. The light through the windows brightened the room, especially since Draco had drawn the drapes. For the first time, Harry noticed how thin Draco had become. He had lost so much weight that he looked practically lanky, his cheekbones more pronounced under hollowed eyes. No wonder he looked paler than usual. Take care of yourself, he added hesitantly, almost as an afterthought, before walking out of the room. Draco exhaled the breath he was holding as soon as the sound of Harry's steps faded outside. He checked the urge to look out the window to see his form one last time before he left. He had to believe that he would be coming back. It's funny how difficult it had become to put faith in such a simple promise. Dot dot dot. He felt restless while traveling alone. Perhaps he had become so used to another person's presence during the few weeks that he had a partner, even if the said partner was Draco Malfoy. The first night he stayed awake until morning, unable to sleep in a room that felt constricting and cramped. The next day he moved to another inn and prayed it would help. When it didn't, he caused the innkeeper's brows to rise by changing his booking to a double room. He found that if he stuffed some pillows under the checked sheets off the spare bed, it helped his insomnia somehow. When he was alone, he occasionally tried to picture Draco's face in his mind and failed. With rising panic, he realized that he couldn't remember Draco's eyes, nose, or even the exact color of his hair. He couldn't envision the image of his partner's face, even when he concentrated with his eyes closed. But he also found that he saw Draco in almost everybody. Whenever he heard someone who laughed the same way, had the same voice, or heard the words, If you say so, in exactly the same way Draco said them, Harry would turn his head and expect to find him standing not far from him. Belatedly, he would remember that he had left him in Hogwarts. He was glad that work kept him distracted sometimes. Dot, dot, dot. Harry! He smiled at her bright eyes as she rushed to meet him, her long ponytail bouncing behind her. I'm so happy to see you back. I heard you return a few days ago, but you left again before I could even say hello. Something urgent came up, he answered smoothly. He found it much easier to lie these days. Could you... Take the time to have dinner with me later tonight. She pressed her fingers on his arm, smiling archly. We have so many things to talk about. He wondered who she'd find next after Dean, who she'd spend her time with when she found that he could no longer give her what she needed. He wondered what to say when he discovered that her touch no longer burned. He shook his head sadly. I'm sorry, Jin. I have to meet with my partner and discuss the Horcruxes. I'll be busy for a few days. He almost sounded sincere, even to himself. Perhaps another time, then, her smile faltered. 
Yes, he replied. He felt a twinge of regret as he watched her retreating back. They had something special going on, but that was one lifetime ago. Besides, she had forgotten to say something important, something she should have remembered if she loved him. Dot, 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 dot. I guess it's a, it's a memory, maybe? It's coming next? Or I don't know. You said you'd be gone for a week. Four days were all I needed. Four days were all I could take, Harry thought. Harry took a box out of his bag and handed it to Draco. The blonde boy received it reverently and gave him an anxious look. You managed to retrieve the missing memories? Open it, Harry smiled. You never let me touch them before, Draco whispered. Without opening the lid, he put the box down gently on his bedside table. He didn't dare look at Harry as he said the next words. I couldn't go out to get you something, but I want to greet you anyway. Happy birthday. Harry's heart thundered in his chest, but he managed to reply just as calmly. Thank you. Before Draco could turn away, he grabbed the Slytherin's arm urgently. There's something else I have to ask you, but I think I already know the answer to that. Eyes wide, Draco could only stare as Harry undid the clasps of his robe one by one, starting from his collar. He bit his lip as the dark-haired boy's eyes widened in shock as Draco's naked torso was finally revealed. Harry paled. I had suspected, but I didn't realize it was this bad. What had Voldemort done to him? Four days ago, the reflection had not been clear in the darkened room, but now in broad daylight, the evidence of Draco's suffering was right before his eyes. Tears stung Draco's eyes as he spoke. He put it there. He used it to control me. He thought that threats on my parents' safety were insufficient, so he made a way to hurt me every time I dared to disobey him. Static fingers touched his belly where the mark of the serpent branded his skin. It burns. But I left when my parents died. I convinced Professor Snape that I could take the pain. Oh, damn. And this AU, um, his parents, Draco's parents are dead. Wow. Okay, let's continue. Draco's body was painfully thin under the robe and Harry could hardly breathe as he watched Draco's rib. Ribs? shutting out under the black mark on his chest. He couldn't believe the extent of the sacrifice Draco had given. It hurt you. Every moment you spent with me was painful. It was difficult to get the words out. I could take it. Draco pulled his robe shut and quickly put into his robes to hide a secret. I would rather feel pain all my life than go through the past year all over again. We'll find a way to take it off, Harry promised. Draco nodded mutely. He knew that a sure way to remove it would be to kill Voldemort. But if there was another way, then with Harry's help, 
he would find it. For the first time since he arrived in Hogwarts with Snape, he no longer felt alone. Pulling him close, Harry held Draco in his arms, his lips touching his temple. I'm sorry, he said, his breath displacing several blonde hairs on Draco's head. I won't leave you again. Draco smiled. A searing sensation burned his skin, but he ignored it. The pain didn't matter, now that they had each other. Finn, December 2005 Author's note, please review if you read it. It keeps me from languishing in HP writing purgatory. So that's the end of this little story. I actually had to grab my other phone because when I said the word searing, um, my Siri thing on my phone activated and it actually took me a couple takes to actually figure out like why it even registered or why I even picked it up until I got, I, I read it the third time and then I noticed that after saying that specific word it activated it. But yes, this was a very cute story. I was a little I was a little fast paced in my opinion. Um it was it was cute. I mean it's a different take. It's something else that actually like that happened so it was an alternate universe of stuff that didn't happen. Thank you so much for sticking and listening to the ad. I appreciate it so, so much. Um, it's only a, a tiny little thing, but you know, every time you listen to an ad, it, it adds sense. So I'm grateful for all your guys' support. And yeah, <laughs> like um, right now it's cloudy in my area, which is kind of weird because it's been hot like earlier in the week. That's another thing about, like, the times, like, the weather can be really sporadic, like, it'll be cold, then it'll be hot, then it'll start getting cold again, and this is how people are sick. They get colds, which could be, like, a combo of, like, COVID and a cold, but we don't know at this point, um, but yeah, we can actually continue on with the next story. Wow, so that last story had 3k words. Um, the second story for this second part of the episode is shorter. This one only has 1k, which is 1,000 words. Um, it was also written in 2005. And it's supposed to be post-Hogwarts. It has Harry and Draco. And it is labeled T for teen, I guess. English language. Um, tags are romance in general. And it's supposedly complete. Um, the name of this, I guess, gives it away kind of what it is. It is, the title of this one is called The Rita Skeeter Show. So, by show of hands, or you can raise your hand, you can participate. Who would like Rita Skeeter I don't think anybody did. I know I didn't, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be, like, funny, I guess. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, well, I'm excited to read it. Um, this one is called 
The Rita Skeeter Show by Keiko Kin. When there's a blurb here. Rita Skeeter has a special guest. He pours out his heart in front of the wizarding world. Will it help? Complete slash male-male relationship. Um, yeah, guys, I mean, you guys can hear the birds. I apologize for that. Those are actually outside, so there's not much I can do with nature. Um, actually, I'm surprised you guys didn't hear him. But my family has a little cockatoo now, so he whistles from time to time. He chirps and he makes noise. But I'm so glad he's not chirping right now. So yeah, let's jump into this, um, and here we go. The Rita Skeeter Show, Chapter 1. There's a author's note here, and it says, Disclaimer. This story is based on characters and situations created and owned by J.K. Rowling, various publishers, including but not limited to Bloomsbury Books, Scholastic Books, and Raincoat Books, and Warner Brothers, Inc. No money is being made, and no copyright or trademark infringement is intended. Thing for me, I'm just spreading the love of fan, fan fiction and spreading all these alternate universes. Um, the Rita Skeeter Show by Keiko Kin, pairing HP slash DM, rating PG 13. It was 8 p.m. in the Wizarding World. Viewers were tuning in to watch their favorite evening talk show host on the WWN. Is it the WWN? Is that the Wizarding World Network? Maybe? I don't know. Or the Witches and Warlocks Network? I don't know. Um, okay, so uh, talk show and the host on the WWN. This is what they saw and heard. Dash, dash. And now. Da, da, oh no. <laughs> I, I, I skipped the thing. It like dragged it down. Okay. And now the Wizard Wireless Network. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that answered. That answered my question. What the WWN man? I didn't try. <laughs> the WWN meant. The Wizard Wireless Network. <laughs> if only I had read ahead. You see, this is. This is an honest and raw reaction to this. Okay. And now, the Wizard Wireless Network is proud to present the Rita Skeeter Show. Applause from studio audience. Ladies and gentlemen, witches and wizards, today our special guest on our show is none other than the very elusive, world-famous musician and solo artist Draco, announced Rita Skeeter. Draco walks out onto the stage and waves at the audience, gives Rita a hug and sits down. Applause of the audience. Draco, it is wonderful to see you after all these years. And my, you look ab fab, doesn't he, folks? A round of applause. Oh my god. I feel like I should restart this whole thing because in the first one I thought it was like a guy's voice but then it was Rita announcing okay can I just 
redo it with like Rita Skeeter's voice. I'll just redo it. Apply post video. I didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, witches and wizards, today our special guest on our show is none other than the very elusive world famous musician and solo artist Draco, announced Rita Skeeter. Draco walks onto the stage and waves with the audience, gives Rita a hug and sits down. Applause. So I think you guys were as shocked as I was when you guys heard that clank. I honestly don't even know where it came from. And I like looked over my shoulder but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I didn't bother looking at it or um, I am simply choosing to ignore it. It does not exist. That never happened. But I'm just going to leave it in the audio because it's funny. Um, so you guys can get an idea of like what actually interests me and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, will I complete this episode in one day? Maybe. Okay, so let's just continue. He walks on stage, waves at audience, gives Rita a hug and sits down. Applause of audience. Draco, it is wonderful to see you after all these years. And my, you look ab-fab, doesn't he, folks? Applause of audience, along with catcalls and whistles. But really... It is great that you came on the show today for this exclusive interview. You're welcome, Rita. It's nice to have been asked. Draco, I am sure many of your fans would like to know why all your songs are sad and filled with love lost. That's what I feel, my emotions and memories. I write all the songs. So... Is there or was there someone special in your life, Draco? Well, Rita, the person I love disappeared almost a year ago today. I don't know where he is. I couldn't deal with it. So I began writing songs and went on the road. You said he. So you are officially announcing your sexual preference here then? Yes, I suppose so. Cat calls from guys in the audience and moans from women. But, Draco, you are the wealthiest wizard in the world and dead handsome, so surely you could have your pick of hundreds of other men. Why not forget about this guy? Loud cheers from guys in the audience. No, sorry, I'm not interested. If I can't have him, I'd rather be alone. Moans of disappointment from the audience. Oh my, may I ask then, is this the lion that you dedicate all your recordings to? Yes, he was in Gryffindor when we were in school together at Hogwarts. I see, so then you dated in school. No, we came from different backgrounds. He was raised to be a hero, I a death eater, born to, the, to that prat of a father I had. Yes, I heard about your parents last year. My condolences. Don't waste your breath on them, Rita. They are why I dropped my last name. 
You said this man was a hero. Yes, he saved the world more than once from the Dark Lord. Then a year ago, he defeated and killed him. Then he vanished, and I never saw him again. Draco, are you telling us that you are in love with Harry Potter? Yes, I have been for years. Did he know? No, I don't think he did know. So you never got to tell him of your feelings before he vanished? No, we fought in school all the time. It was only in our last two years that we stopped fighting, but we were never what you call friends either. I had been cruel to he and his friends for years, per my late father's instructions. I didn't think we could ever move beyond that. Did you ever look for him? Yes, I used every connection I had. I'm sure he's alive out there, somewhere. But I could never get beyond a certain level at the ministry. And so, here I am. So, you have a message to relate to him, if he's listening? Draco nods and turns to look at the audience. Yes, Harry, if you're out there somewhere, I am sorry. I apologize to your friends as well. I don't know if you could ever forgive me. I was a stupid child. So if you're out there, just know I love you. I'll always love you, Harry. Commercial break for Weasley Wizarding Weezes. Draco, are you okay? We don't have to go on. Somebody get some tissues. Oh, I'm sorry, Draco. I won't ask any more about Harry, okay? So I guess there was a commercial break and then Draco was crying or... Yeah, and then Rita feels sorry. Rita, we are on in three, two. The show comes back on the WWN. Thank you so much, Draco, for that heartfelt interview. I understand you're going to sing one of your songs for us. Yeah, thanks, Rita. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, witches and wizards, Draco! Second commercial break after Draco performs in the audience cheers. Rita. She runs off for a quick meeting with her producer. Rita, we are on in three, two. The show comes back on the air. Draco, can we meet some of the band? Oh, sure. This is Blaze Sabini on bass guitar, Dean Thomas on drums, and Seamus Finnegan on lead guitar. We all went to school together. Hi, guys. I understand you've been trying to help Draco? Sure. We hired a private investigator and came up with the main theory for Harry's disappearance, said Blaze to a very surprised Draco. Thanks, guys, said Draco. And what do you suspect happened to Harry Potter? Well, we think the Ministry put him in some sort of protective custody after he killed the Dark Lord. Because all of his supporters still on the loose, said Dean Thomas. Did you see the morning papers today, Draco? 
No, I pretty much just stay in seclusion and just write. The rest of the Dark Lord's supporters were rounded up and put into Azkaban this morning, said Seamus. I don't think I can ever do Seamus's accent, I'm sorry. So, so if Harry was being protected by the Ministry, he should be getting released soon, said Blaze. Draco puts his head in his hand and begins to sob openly. Harry walks up from the studio audience and lays a dozen long stem roses at Draco's feet. What? Guys, Harry was in the freaking audience? What? That is, that is, what? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Draco, I love you too, Harry whispers. Harry! Draco enveloped Harry in a warm, loving hug. Your songs kept me going. I hated being away from you. I knew you were looking for me. Draco kisses Harry and the audience goes wild. Harry? Oh, I think it's Rita talking. Let me try that again. Harry, Draco, I just have one little surprise to tell you about before we end our show tonight. The entire cast and crew of the Rita Skeeter show as well as your band members, have booked a two-month private island getaway for the two of you. The crowd cheers. The band hugs Draco and Harry goodbye. The happy couple hug Rita, kissing her on each cheek. cheek. Um, then they grab the brochure for the island and apparate away. The end. Fluffy, huh? Read slash review naturally. I guess the last couple of sentences were the author notes. But wow, there's there was for a loop there. I thought he was just gonna be unrequited and I thought it was going to just be the talk show and him being sad and just telling a story and we weren't gonna get any conclusion. And lo and behold, Harry was actually in the audience with roses. Did he like know that Draco was going to be there? Maybe he did. Or, I don't know. But, um, it was a cute little story, guys. And I hope you guys all enjoyed it as well. Um, I'm not going to bother cutting over this motorcycle because I'm at the end. Like, guys, like, I, I can't. There's been so many distractions today. It's been, it's been a up and down roller coaster, but... Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. And to those who are new, welcome. Hope you continue enjoying us for this ride. Um, let's see. I was going to... Okay, yeah. This is where I should be plugging in my stuff. You see, I'm almost forgetting. Um, yes, go ahead and comment, review the podcast. Um, this podcast is available on all platforms apple podcast spotify um and other sites that i didn't know that were like podcasts and stuff but um yes go ahead and follow give me a like follow subscribe whatever you want to do tell your friends um anything any listens helped uh i did notice that it's 
the listeners are all over the world, so I'm very, very, very thankful for each and every one of you that have given me a chance and listened to some of my episodes. Um, I do have social media. Um, I have an Instagram for the podcast. It is ah uh, my OTP pod, as in a a a. Not AA, oh my god. I can't even spell anymore. My <laughs> my thing on Instagram is called A-H-H-H-M-Y-O-T-P-P-O-D. So, uh, my OTP pod at Instagram.com or whatever at Instagram. Um, yes, I do have TikTok talk but it's not um it's my personal one if you want to get to know me get to see the stuff of all the little wacky content that I post up there go ahead and follow (laughs) like give me some more views I am trying to do more creative and live stuff this this year that's one of the plans that I have um to paint more and play some games and get to chat with you but Sadly, on TikTok, I cannot go live. I think I need a minimum of a thousand followers. Um, so yeah, if you could, if you guys can follow, please. Thank you. Oh man, I'm just shamelessly plug, shamelessly plugging myself right there. Um, but yeah, please. Um, I have a Facebook page as well. Uh, my OTB Pod, same thing. So I have Facebook, Instagram. Um, you guys can interact on there, like, comment on my pictures, and, um, I can reply, um, yeah, I, I don't post a lot on there, because I don't see that people interact with it, so I'm a little confused as to, like, should I, should I be posting, should I be creating posts, and there goes another airplane, but, oh, I just let it pass. Seriously, I had like about 20 airplanes while I was trying to record this, like, it's not even funny, like, I'm like, why, it's a Saturday when I'm recording this, it's the end of May, I got time to be home by myself and actually record, so, yeah, that's, that's about it, (laughs) okay, 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 bye.